Welcome to V.02 at Conversation Pace. My name is Brian Rossetti. I'm the founder of V.02, a coaching platform for runners of all levels. Our podcast brings you the stories behind athletes and coaches who made a mark in the sport of running. Cover the circumstances, timing, and situations that led them on this journey. Discover the keys to their success, what inspired them along the way, gain insights into the minds of these exceptional individuals. Today, our guest is Harvey Nelson. We interviewed Harvey the night before the Olympic trials in Atlanta, one block from the start and finish. This guy was sitting there, ready to run the biggest race of his life the next day. Even better, he had never competed in a marathon before. Harvey qualified via the half marathon, recently set a new PR of 101.46 in Houston. This is a guy who never made top seven on his cross-country team in college, and he was just 10 seconds off of Jared Ward in that race. Okay, he ran at NAU, so he's no slouch, but still. How did he improve so quickly? This is a big focus of our episode. We dive deep into his story and love his exercise science background, of course. Ultimately, it's really great to hear such a young lad with a great head on his shoulders. Unfortunately, Harvey ended up dropping out of the trials early in the race due to injury, but there's a lot of great lessons learned in here. Plan on hearing more from this talented young runner. The future of our sport is in good hands. I love talking to Harvey, and I hope you enjoy the conversation too. Harvey Nelson, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. Dude, what the hell? You're blowing up right now. What's going on? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, one of my big things was I was pretty, uh, pretty anemic in college, and I didn't really know until my senior year during my senior track season and we were doing blood testing and then they're like oh you need iron and i was like okay and i started taking iron and i started to feel better during our conference meet where i ran like 30 minutes at like, so how elevation. long after supplementation you were taking uh three months probably it took about three months to really start to come around okay and then i took some time off and i started training for the half um and like everything just started connecting, like doing more mileage, bigger workouts, faster workouts, and uh, just felt like everything was uh, was connecting. So what were the issues around nutrition? Are, are you vegetarian or, or vegan or? Uh, so I am, but I didn't do that until after I'd figured out my iron stuff, okay. like oddly enough, yeah. So I am interesting vegetarian, but more vegan than vegetarian. But you were not before the iron issues came on. Yeah. Now my iron's better than it ever was. Did you so. feel like it, it is? And do you yeah. feel like you need to work hard at that or no? No. Interesting. No. Um, okay, that's really cool. Um, so then you felt like that made a huge difference. <clears throat> I want to step back. We are um, one day away from the Olympic trials, um, and we're a block away from the finish. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow is your first marathon, correct? same time right yeah yeah it'll be my first marathon so you qualified for the trials um in houston uh one san jose in san jose I yeah, that's where i qualified that's yeah. where you qualified yeah um but then uh just exploded i should say in houston 101.46 is that right uh yeah i think so. i think that's like my uh my clock time was 101.48 but then my bib time was 101.46 because i wasn't in the elite corral i was okay cool corral back yeah 4.43 per mile um you came through 5k in 14.28 which was very close to your pr right yeah i think i had that pr in the 10k for sure too you came through 10k in 29.03 your yeah. pr prior to that race in the 10k was 30.04 is that right yeah, unless you count my 10k PR from San Jose, which was like 29. When in route in the half. In route to the yeah, in the half. Yeah. Unbelievable. So your 10k <clears throat> race PR, 30:04. That's V dot equivalents 106.11. Mm-hmm. And you go into Houston. You run 101.46. Was that your second half marathon? Uh, technically, is my fourth. Okay. So. so my fifth year of college, I didn't have cross-country eligibility, so I went to Vegas with some other people who were redshirting or didn't have eligibility. And so we raced a half there, but that was more like, we didn't train for it, it was just like a for fun thing, and I ran like 106 there. And that's like really what got the inklings like of like, oh, I could make the Olympic trials next year, like that'd be pretty fun. Let's train for that because the 106 
uh, like two minutes in a year seems manageable. Yeah. Wow, unbelievable, man. So, um, like I said, we're one day away from your first marathon, 2020 Olympic trials. Um, what's, what's your mindset going into the race? What, what are your expectations? Yeah, so I mean, I'm in a pretty cool position, I think, because I have absolutely nothing to lose. I don't have a sponsor. I don't have uh, anything like really like weighing on me for this race just because there's like everything to gain, nothing to lose. And so I mean, I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to tough it out. Like, obviously, it's the Olympic trials, so why not try to qualify for the Olympics? Uh, I've got one of the top half marathons in the country and I did that with a huge mileage like stint before like training purely for the marathon like I know some of those guys in that race weren't training for the full they were training for the half and so I'm thinking well if I can like come pretty close to those guys and then knock heads with uh Jared Ward a little bit in that race then uh maybe I can hold on a little longer with the more specific racing for what I've been training What's your strategy? So just, again, to put it in context, um, you're 101.46. You know, we're, in, we're always in VDOT world here. Um, yeah. You're 101.46. Uh, a marathon equivalent is 209.14. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that make you feel? And, w- and what's your strategy going into the race tomorrow? Yeah, so, I mean, the numbers are always pretty, and it's, like, nice to see that, but... Uh, <laughs> Obviously, it's it's different when you actually have to perform like that. Uh, this is obviously a super hilly course, and uh, I think the only way you handle a hilly course is in the latter miles, at least, is like you have put in a ton of mileage, and yeah. I've put in a ton of mileage like since I think June when I started my like marathon like build up. I've been just putting in huge mileage, and I know a lot of those guys who are in the upper end don't necessarily put in the mileage I do and have. Um, so I know that even though they have the experience of having raced marathons, I know that, I, well, I believe that my fitness is more geared towards what we're going to be doing tomorrow. What's, what was the peak mileage in this build-up? Uh, 130. I did some 130s. But you have to take that into I'm Flagstaff, so yeah. that's 7,000 feet. So that brings 130. And Does that, that make it easier? Yeah. I wish it made it easier definitely much harder 130 at altitude what was your highest previous previously uh in college during the summer when i wasn't doing workouts i'd gotten up to 120 but i'm doing 130 with two or three workouts a week yeah um and you feel like you've just been able to respond well to high mileage running how long did it take you feel like to to adapt to that to build up to that level of running Hmm. Maybe like two months, I think. Wow. I think Impressive. Like, yeah, I think two months of like just mileage and then kind of crappy workouts. And then I think one day on a Friday, I did a, a morning workout with uh, Rachel Snyder. I was like helping pace her through a threshold workout mm-hmm. at my like sub threshold. And then <clears throat> the next, uh, that next Tuesday, I did a my own threshold workout and I ran like the fastest threshold I'd ever done before. So it's just like the switch like flipped and all of a sudden I could do stuff yeah. I'd never like dreamt of. That's really cool, man. And yeah. and what do you think, um, I mean, what's your day, day-to-day um, life right now in Flagstaff? Yeah. Um, are you working outside of, you know, the, yeah. the running? Yeah, I mean, so I do a little bit of VDOT coaching, obviously. That's yep. a, not a huge cash cow, but... Uh, I also do a little Ubering here and there. You do in Flagstaff. In Flagstaff, yeah. Nice. Yeah, and yeah, that's uh, that's about it for now. Celebrity Uber driver here. Celebrity. Uber. Um, yeah, Footsum Zanasalasi used to be an Uber driver in Flagstaff. I don't uh, know if you know the name. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay, he's a he's an NAU guy. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay, I know who you're talking about now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, interesting. So that's helped support. Um, and helped you to continue to train at, at yeah. a high level. Yeah, and then my, my parents have helped out a little bit just because it's uh, yeah it's tough to do what I'm doing. And then uh, you're 24 now. 24, yeah. I just graduated in May, and so they were like, "We'll help you out for till the trials, and then and then, then you're on your own." <laughs> yeah. Okay, man. Well, 
Um, so you, you're handling high mileage. That's giving you confidence mm-hmm. heading into your first marathon that you've been able to, yeah. to handle that mileage. So then what's the strategy? It's a tough course. Um, it's pretty rolling continuously, right? Yeah, it's a rolling hit. Uh, yeah. yeah. But so, you train in Flagstaff. Yeah, and people like talk about the hills, and I've, I've seen the hills and I've seen the gains. <laughs> These are Atlanta hills. Yeah, it's just compared to Flagstaff, like yeah. you go to sea level, hills don't exist yeah like I don't everyone's like doing all this uh, these hill specific marathon workouts and I'm just thinking well if you're not fit you're not gonna race well you don't have to do all these fancy hill workouts like if you're training in Flagstaff for a marathon you're hitting the hills yeah like there's no problems yeah yeah, yeah. I remember training at, <clears throat> at Zap after a couple years of training at Zap I don't know I think it's a little different than Flagstaff because you, a lot of the runs you're just doing continual you know mm-hmm. climbs you can go yeah. six miles at a pretty low grade yeah but just continuously running uphill yeah and then every time coming back to the east coast you know that everything just felt so Fly. easy yeah yeah yes. uh, same you same. feel the same yeah so. that's great so then let's step back a little bit um We'll talk a little bit about your strategy beyond um, you know your confidence going into the race. Yeah. But um, you're still a little bit unknown. When you ran the 101 um, 46, there were a lot of guys yeah. right with you, right? Yeah. So you're, 15 of us broke 102 or something like that. Yeah. So I think a lot of people have sort of overlooked yeah. that performance because it was crowded there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you feel? in that race and then how what's your strategy looking like um for tomorrow yeah, for sure um yeah i mean the strategy or i guess uh that race i mean it was tough like because it was quick there's no question but yeah. like i mean i'd come off of like i think three weeks of 120 mile weeks or something i still ran like right about 100 miles that week so it's not like i'd like dropped off for it i'm sure i could have cut off another yeah 30 seconds or something had I done like an actual taper for it um but like I mean I with two miles to go like I'd like put a or a mile and a half to go I'd like put a move on the group and start like pushing it and I think I strung it out like a little bit or at least like started to make the final push so I know that uh like the fitness is there and that they, I mean it was tough there's no question like you run that fast especially for the first time I think the more you do it the easier those things get Yep. But um yeah, it was it's flat and fast. Um but then for tomorrow, I'm gonna like do a similar race strategy as I did in Houston because in Houston I just tucked in because it's windy, cold and windy, it's exact same weather as it's gonna be tomorrow. And so I'm thinking I'm just gonna tuck in, run with the that t- front pack and then uh and compete. Just compete try to get as many scalps as I can. Because I know uh, a lot of people are going to drop out as soon as they realize they're not making the team. Mm. So I'm, I'm in there to try to make a little bit of money. Awesome, man. I like it. Um, <laughs> what do you think your strengths are going to be as you bump up to the marathon? Um, is it the training and flag? Is it your coach? Is it a combination of this stuff? Is it, it seems I'm impressed by how you've been able to blow through some, some barriers here, some personal records within the half marathon um i just can imagine you coming through beating prs in the middle of a half and and that could be intimidating but um it sounds like you know mentally um you have a nice approach to this races but but anyway you tell me what what do you think your strengths are um as as a new marathoner starting yeah. tomorrow so I don't think you could call me the most uh, most engaged person in most things. Like I, I definitely, I don't, I'm not ADHD, but I'm definitely like not. I struggle with focusing on a lot of things. Mm. Um, but when I'm running and I'm running really hard, I can engage like super hard on what I'm doing. I pay attention to every little thing that I'm doing, every little thing that's going around me, like to the point where I don't remember most of the Houston race just because I was so engaged that I kind of like went into this like blackout mode. Yeah. Where like, I couldn't tell you like what I was thinking. I couldn't tell you what was going on around me, but I know like in the moment I was so engaged in it that like I wouldn't need to like 
remember it, I guess. And so I think when it comes to the marathon, it's a long race. So you gotta be engaged for a long time. And I think I can just engage for a long time and kind of shift my focus from how I'm feeling to like what's going on around me and yeah. different aspects of myself and my effort. Like I can like reach in and like pull out like my my strengths and like uh, ignore the pain, I guess. Do you do you feel like that comes naturally or is that something you've worked on with Mike? Or do you have any cues like or mantras when you're out there to sort of, you know, get in that zone? So I don't know if it's necessarily uh, like it's something I definitely had to work on. But for me, so I think like you hear a lot in the running community that you should be doing this for yourself, like yada, yada. Like this is all about you. This is your thing. Like make it about yourself. And. I used to like buy into that and <clears throat> I think my biggest thing was reversing that and like doing it for others like I'm doing this for my family to make them proud I'm doing it for Mike to make him proud doing it for my girlfriend to make her proud try to make some money and support us um, <clears throat> doing it for Flagstaff for the state of Arizona like it's just, I think it for me personally if I'm thinking about others during the race and like thinking oh this hurts but like I'm doing this for a bigger cause than just myself it's makes it a lot more manageable oh that's really cool man so i i i want to get into like where that where does that come from um that character that you just exhibited and so growing up you were in was it um tucson 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 yeah, the yeah. dirty tea the dirty tea yeah wow <laughs> um so i haven't spent any time in, in tucson my only experience in arizona yeah. Or um, Phoenix, Sedona, Flagstaff, okay. when we used to do the retreats. So yeah. it would just and be Grand Canyon then, too. And Grand Canyon, yeah. true. Yeah. Um, how could I forget the big, <laughs> as Mike says, the big hole. Yeah, big crack in the ground. Big hole in the yeah. ground, yeah. Um, so growing up in Tucson, what's like the, how are sports treated in your family? What's your first introduction to sports? Yeah. Were you gra did you gravitate towards sports? Yeah, so I grew up, um, I guess like my earliest memories of sports is doing swim team. Hmm. Like I did swim team my entire childhood. For how I, long? Oh, I, so I literally, I think I started swimming the minute you can start swimming. Like my parents had me in a pool, like teaching me to swim. And then I swam all throughout elementary school. I may have quit for a bit during like, I don't think middle school to like early high school. And then I started doing summer swim again, uh, like my sophomore, junior high school. Um, yeah. Summer league, just to like do a little extra cross training. Um, so yeah. I like swam my entire childhood. I tried soccer, I tried football. I played lacrosse pretty seriously. Are you still swimming school. during that time with the other sports or not? Yeah, well, swimming was always the. But like just the swimming usual. like in yeah. in someone's pool or swimming no, 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 like, like swim league, like swim league. Yeah, yeah so like, like serious training. Or like semi-series, like like summer training. league. Yeah, so it's summer swim league, so it's like, uh, like but you're 50 getting meter. fitness from yeah. it. It's not just because yeah. you're playing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. So it's like actual like swim races. Yeah, yeah. Got um, it. Okay. But uh, yeah, so I did that. I did. I tried football once. Sucked at that. I did lacrosse for quite a few years. I did baseball pretty much uh, since I could, like since you can join a baseball league. Yeah. Uh, and then I got into running my freshman year of high school. And so, how did that happen? So, so I have a couple cousins who ran, and uh, the my dad was like really into like seeing what they were doing, and then uh, I was like a little chubby, like I was a chubby kid, um, and so I was like trying to lose some weight for lacrosse and baseball, and then <clears throat> I started doing the summer running, and the group of guys were just like the coolest people I'd ever met, and I was like. I want to be a part of this. The runners? Yeah, the runners. Yeah, it was the, it was the cool kids. Which yeah. you never think, like, the cool kids are runners, but... This is what happens in Tucson? Yeah, this is what happens in Tucson. The cool kids run. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's the cool kids, but... Yeah, yeah. I but uh, it's the coolest group of kids I'd met. And uh, so I was just super stoked to be a part of that. And that then, was the hook. That was the hook. It was the people. 100%. Yeah. And, and then so my no coach, my high school coach was awesome my first two years. He uh, 
just told me I had like potential and so I was got stoked on that too that's great so coaches can yeah. have a positive impact yeah I mean <laughs> coaches can have positive or they can have negative because I quit baseball because of, of a course coach. yeah you quit baseball because of a coach yeah I quit basketball because of a coach yeah I see coaches can make it or break it yeah there was like Bobby Knight type yeah. mentality you know yeah I just wasn't yeah it's not I wasn't into that doesn't work um for swimming for so I think Alan Webb was a big swimmer growing yeah. up I don't know if you knew that yeah um and that always made sense to me like that he had that when he was developing he was swimming yeah a ton and I had a chance to train with him very briefly and just I remember watching him work out and he just looked strong head yeah. to toe. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I look strong head to toe. <laughs> you got that You're, marathon body. And you don't look like you can bench press like Webb was at no, that I'm point. No, I'm sure I could not. He used bench to press make fun does. of me in the, the weight room, literally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway. Um, and my girlfriend makes fun of me in the weight room. So. Oof. She's oh, a soccer man. goalie, so she's a little stronger than me. So, swimming, do you. Are we? Are you thinking about this now, or have you always attributed maybe that swing background? Have you just ever thought of it that that sort of gave gave you the base, like the endurance? Yeah, I mean, so okay, so another sport I was really, I don't know if I was like really, I didn't like really compete in it a whole lot, but I did yeah. uh, road bike, like road road cycling. Like there's this thing in Tucson, it's called the Tour de Tucson. Um, it's uh there's four the different dirty distances. tour to Tucson. Yeah, the dirty tour to Tucson. Yeah, it's uh there's like a forty mile race, a sixty and eighty, and like a hundred and twelve mile race. And so, I grew grown up doing uh first tandem bikes with my dad, and then uh, eventually oh, my own bike. That's cool. And so I've done that too. And so I did triathlons a little bit in high school. Like, wow. I've done everything. Wow. Like every sport there is, I've probably wow. tried it at some point. So those were sort of the, the catalyst circumstances that led to, to running, getting hooked in it. Yeah. Um, you start to have some success in high school, right? What was probably your best yeah. race achievement performance in, in high school? Uh, yeah, so I think so I have the I think it's the fifth fastest time still on the Arizona State course. Okay. Um, in cross country. In cross country. Yep. Yeah, in cross country. Um, so yeah, it was the fifth fastest time uh, on that course, which it's a hilly course. So hills are my uh, my modus operandi. So I'm, that's why I'm stoked for this. Is I nice. love hills. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I grew up on the side of the mountain, so all the hills. Um, okay. But yeah, I'd say that's probably probably my uh, best high school running achievement. Um, I you really were stronger in high school than the track. You think was that no cross country? Yeah. Uh, sorry, stronger in cross country. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I can, never, more I can never quite figure out on the track. Like your coach. Yeah, yeah, like my coach. Tell him that. I will. Yeah. Mike once challenged me to a race in Flagstaff in the neighborhood, an 800-meter race. Okay. Because I think he was mad that I have more 800-meter speed than him. So. Oh, yeah. It's, it's his heel strike. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> make sure to, to talk to him about that. Yeah. Um, bring it up. Um, okay, so stronger cross runner. That makes sense. Um, and you go... You go um, from high school, what were the colleges? Or we'll talk a little bit real quickly about your high school training. Yeah. Um, you said the coach, you had a positive, uh, yeah. he was a positive influence, you had a good experience. What was the training like, um, just to get a sort of a, a glimpse into, do you even remember? Could you even yeah, categorize? I mean, and and I, I Did he know what he was doing or was he just a supportive coach? Yeah, so my first two years I had a coach who definitely knew what he was doing. He was, uh, I think he, he was on the team during the years the Razorbacks won nationals, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Sure. So he obviously knew what he was doing. And uh, I just remember, one workout I remember, really the only workout I remember was we did these K loops at this grass field. Um, yeah, that's like really the only workout I remember. The majority of the stuff I remember from those years was like the long runs and stuff with the guys, but. Um, How many miles a week in high school, roughly? 30 to 40. Okay. Yeah, not a whole lot. That's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Not too much. No, I think I mean high school kids now do like seventy miles a week. Yeah. yeah. I think it's it can be a lot, right? <clears throat> yeah. Um But I like that because then it you've sort of continued to develop. Yeah. Um, maybe at a at a better rate. Um, and okay, so then how do you end up at NAU? Were there other options that you were considering? Yeah. And then what 
what made you decide on NAU? Yeah, so when I was going on my recruiting visits, um, <clears throat> NAU was my last choice. I was like, I'll go to one in-state school for a visit. Like, why not? And I, I picked NAU because I hate Phoenix. And I was like, I've lived in Tucson my entire life. I got to get out of Tucson. And so I went on the visit to, my first visit was uh, Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles. And I had scratched my cornea so I couldn't see the whole trip. So obviously it wasn't a great trip. Uh, So I was like walking around blind with a lot of pain. Wow. Yeah. And then- This was an accident. Yeah, yeah, it was an accident, yeah. I didn't purposely (laughs) scratch my cornea, yeah. Um, <laughs> Good. I was just checking. Yeah, it was uh, it was the end of year uh, high school cross country party, and uh, oh, things got out of hand. You know? That was really what I was trying to get at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. it was, yeah, it got a little out of hand. Wow. Um, okay, so it didn't you you don't make it to Loyola Marymount? That didn't go very well. Yeah, so I don't I don't go to Loyola. Uh, then I took a visit. So I took three visits in one week, just because at the it was at the end of the season. I was like, I want to decide before winter break where I'm going. How fast did you run in high school now? Like, I just want to get an idea of... Yeah. Were so, you heavily recruited by a lot of schools or no? I wasn't like... Like, a, not every school was an option, but I was getting recruited by, like, some top-tier programs like University of Portland. Yep. Uh, Villanova recruited me, NAU. Uh, I mean, there's some other... Like, I I had a whole list of emails of 30 people, 30 different schools I was sending to. Did like, you get help with recruiting or were the these teams just proactively reaching out uh, I had to do everything you you were yeah. reaching out so I was reaching out to people because I was like I want to have as many options as possible nice um, and I had like my senior cross season was when he, really when I started to like bloom and so I like had gone and I'd run like 15 flat at the Mount Sac course like on my own and like one of the other heats and uh, okay I'd run like 15 flat on a 5k in Tucson and uh, 1530 at the twilight meet and like seventh place which is like a multi-state meet and so i'd yep. like i'd run some like pretty like good stuff um so they started to recruit me after i think really after my mount sac uh performance because i had like during track in high school I'd, i was always hurt or sick and so i'd never really been able to connect it uh and then cross-country <laughs> season it was like for some reason i never got hurt or sick and so i, I had a lot more uh promise on on the grass versus uh Okay. The track, but uh, yeah. So those four schools I took visits to. Yep. Obviously, I didn't go to Portland or Villanova. They're all those. They're all really awesome. Like groups of people. Just came down to NAU. Is like I went up there and I just felt right. I, there's no other way to put it than it just felt right. The yeah. town and the program and the coach, everything, or just that you're uh, you're mostly talking about the team itself. Well, I didn't really meet the team. You didn't. Yeah. No, so. <laughs> Uh, funny enough, so there's like obviously like colleges have their end of year cross country parties or whatever, uh, and I got taken to it by the my host, and uh, <laughs> they're all like, "What are you doing? Get the hell out of here!" And so they like I left like immediately, and I didn't end up meeting anyone. So that sold you? Yeah, and I was like, "I'm going. This, this is it." <laughs> I'm gonna they get take into their recording seriously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you get to NAU, and um, the coach the first two years. Yeah, Eric Hines. It was Eric Hines. Yeah. And how good was the team um, <clears throat> when you were a senior in high school? Yeah. How good was the team? Where did they place? They got second my senior year of high school. Senior, they're second. Second at Cross Nationals, yeah. Okay. And then you come freshman year. Yep. How did that season go? Horrible. Yeah, real bad. Yeah. For the team, not the team, for oh. you. Uh... For the team, I think we podiumed that year. You did again? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I didn't remember. I don't remember that. I think, I, wait. I need to do more research. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Wait, okay, so split some McElroy. Uh, I'm pretty sure we podiumed that yeah. year. We might have gotten second that year. I, okay. Oh, we did. So we lost to Colorado, Boulder. So second and yeah. second again? Maybe we didn't get second the year before. Oh, uh, all right. We'll correct the record here. Yeah, at some maybe point. it was a podium. That's okay though. So they were the really I, good. They're really good. My senior year. So you had a bad transition. Yeah. First year to college. Yeah. Um, what What's going through your head at that point? 
Yeah, um, I mean, I, I quit. I like why well, I didn't officially quit, but I'd like given up at the end of the track season. I was like, I'm not doing this. Like, you're done with running. Yeah, I was like, in I'm, your head. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm quitting. I'm gonna tell the coach, uh, like at the end of the month or whatever. Uh, I'd started lifting weights. I was like, I'm gonna get huge. You know, it's like wow. as you do when you quit running. You know, wow. try to get huge. I did that for like three weeks, and I was like, this isn't fun. This Are sucks. you on scholarship that first year or no? Uh, small. Okay. But academic, I am. I'm on a mainly ac- academic. Mainly scholarship. academic. Yeah. Okay. With a small athletic one. What kept you in? What kept you coming back? Teammates, friends, coach? Uh, I just love running. I was like, I can't give this up. So you were frustrated, yeah. not with the sport. You were just frustrated with your your performance. You My still love to run. Uh, I didn't feel like I'd connected with the team all that well. Okay. During that year, I was... I don't know, tr- trying to be different, a different person than I was to like try to fit in, which yeah. wasn't working because I didn't fit in. Does sophomore year get better or no? Yeah, sophomore year was great. I was like two spots off all region my sophomore year. Wow. Uh, in cross country. Okay. Um, so I was. Did you go to nationals or were you an alternate that year? Sophomore We year? didn't make nationals that year. You didn't? Okay. Yeah. Sophomore year, the team doesn't make nationals. Yeah. You, my one shot at racing, racing nationals and we got a bunch of injuries and. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think one of the guys like me popped out of his socket or something during the race. He felt a pop or something. Uh, wow! And then it was just a bunch of freshman racing and, and sophomore. Okay. I think, yeah, I think the whole race was a junior, a sophomore, which was me, and then five freshmen. So eventually, Mike comes in, um, who's <clears throat> now your coach. Yeah. Um, and you're part of. You were there for how many years when they won the national title? Was it three? All three. Yeah, I was there all three. All three. You yeah. were part of that team, that culture. Yeah. But two out, out of the three, you were the best position on the team was what? It was eighth, you said? Yeah. Alternate. Eighth. Yeah, alternate, yeah. Both both times. Uh, yeah, yeah. How frustrating, so. how frustrating was that? What was in your mind at that yeah. point? You know? Um, yeah, it, it was just... Uh, I guess like most of college was me running relatively poorly and thinking like knowing deep inside me that I'm better than that but like not being able to figure out what was going wrong yeah like there was like I could feel it in my like just deep in my bones I was like I know I'm so much better than this why can I not connect it and so like it was really just massive frustration but I think what I did really well was just like pushing myself into the team culture and like just being a part of the group as much as possible and like thinking about the group as a whole as opposed to myself. And so like that like got me through it. That even got was, you through Yeah, even though I was like really not not in it with that top seven. Yeah. yeah. Talk a little bit about team culture. Um, Absolutely. From what I can see from afar, I'm not surprised. I've had a chance to work with Mike um, in the online coaching world before he got into collegiate coaching. And um, it just seemed, I mean, knowing his passion for the sport and, and developing young athletes, um, yeah. it just seems like he's he's created, you know, a special culture there. And, and how, much does, how much does that play into yeah. NAU success over the last couple of years? Yeah, so I think we had a major culture shift like around the end of my sophomore year so like right before we had won our first national title there was this like major culture shift where it was like before we were teammates now we're just a bunch of really good friends and Mm. it helped like 2016 felt like yeah we won nationals but it was a close it was a close call like we didn't think we were going to win national or like we thought we were going to going in but like I was there watching and I was like I thought we had lost like when we had gone through the finish line when I heard we had won I was like oh my gosh this is insane and in 2017 like every guy that was at nationals I would say was like my best friend I would I, there's no question in my mind I'm thinking every single one of these guys is more than just like their family they're like my best friend and so I think like when you get a group of guys like that like it's really hard to get a group of guys like that yeah. and when you do get a group of guys like that I think people can just dig a lot deeper into themselves because it doesn't become about them. They're like, oh, I wanted to be top 10 or top 20 or whatever. And uh, and I just 
I can't give up still, even though I'm not in it for that position. Like, mm. a, like Andy Truard is a great uh, example of that. Is like he was like, yeah, I'm not gonna be top twenty like he had pl- like hoped for. I think, and then he was like thirty eighth or something, but he'd like never given up. And I think like that culture of like doing it for each other is like really yeah. huge. Yeah, that's awesome, man. What a special thing to be part of that. Um, just incredible and. Um, so you let's get into a little bit post collegiate. You're you're leaving NAU. You were part of such an incredible team success story, um, and but you're frustrated individually, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But you still have a love for the sport. It sounds like. Yeah. Um, so what helped you get um, beyond that? What What are the years or the months where <clears throat> you finish college? Mm-hmm. Are you? Do you know for sure when you finish school that you're going to continue to train, or, or how did that? Yeah. How did that come about? So, yeah, I mean, so after my Vegas half, I ran a bit half marathon in Vegas uh, during the uh, 2018 uh, cross country season because I didn't have eligibility. I was out of eligibility in 2018, right. mm-hmm. and so I decided that I was gonna. Uh, do a half marathon like a bunch of people on the team who were redshirting went and ran a half marathon out in Vegas and so I ran 106 not prepared for it whatsoever um, and it was the most fun I'd ever had racing really I was just like this is what I want to do I why wanna... do you think so just you feel like it was just a good fit the distance or the roads or uh, I mean it was I think one is surreal racing on the strip like it's at nighttime, so like all the lights are going crazy wow uh, i it was the first good race I'd had in a long time. And uh, first time I felt like I was running the right distance. Like I felt like the whole time I was like, this is just so much fun. And I couldn't like, I don't really know how to put it really into words, but like it was just incredible experience. And I was like, and then I was like, well, next year's the marathon. And I was asked Mike, I was like, Hey, will you coach me? Like, will you coach me through the trials? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So then um, Flagstaff over the years has just obviously exploded with, yeah. you know, just athletes coming to town and, and moving there as well. I mean, what is, what has then that been like? How has it been um, helpful in terms of your transition into um, post-collegiate running? Yeah. I mean, it's nice to have people to run with. Like, there's a lot of people yeah. I know here. Uh, at the trials because of it um it hasn't been like anything crazy for like fitness because i do pretty much everything alone um, you do, don't get much help you're not training no. in a group right now you've got no. mike writing workouts if yeah. you get someone to help yeah. that's great but otherwise you're solo yeah otherwise i'm out there on my own but uh, you feel like you can thrive you're the type of individual <clears throat> you're able to get the work i know some yeah. people they thrive in a group they get yeah. better workouts in you feel like you could be better with the group or, or this is a good situation? Yeah, but. I mean, I, I think if I was in like the right group. Yeah. Like I I see like what a lot of people do and I just don't agree with their like workout model or their like ideologies of what training is. Yeah. So I, if I like went and joined a group like that, I would fall apart. But if I could find a group of people who had similar belief yeah. beliefs as me and Mike, I think it would work out great. But I'm interested because you've got the same coach <clears throat> now. Mm-hmm. You had a great experience in Vegas and, and some of those reasons that make sense. Yeah. Um, but was the group dynamic on the team, did it hold you, at the same time, the culture and being supportive of each mm-hmm. other yeah. was all good. Yeah. But do you feel like you were held back in some way? I mean, I ran in college. Yeah. Um, and I saw some guys who were excellent in practice. Mm-hmm. And they underperformed in races because yeah. they were probably overtraining. Yeah. Or it was mental in races partly too. I don't know. Um, but sometimes you get coaches where they let their guys run wild a little bit or too yeah. wild in practice. Yeah. And you get guys going out trying to maybe run intervals at a pace they shouldn't be because they want to belong or they want to elevate their game. They yeah. want to move up their place in the team did it do you feel like any of that probably hurt you now you're training solo yeah is that is that a, a reason you think you've really you know had this yeah. dramatic improvement 
Yeah, I, okay, so... I mean, I have kind of the opposite issue of, like, trying to move up groups. So the NAU team has this uh, this ideology that junk mileage doesn't exist. And, like, sure, if you're an incredibly talented person, you can run super slow on recovery days and then blast workouts, and then you're good to go. Yeah. And so if you don't do live by that, you kind of get bullied. And it's like, they like kind of like tell you like, oh, you're doing it wrong. Like this isn't right. That's not how you get good. Yep. Like you're a, a really funny thing we like to say is like, you're trying to get slow. And, yeah. uh, and so like for me, like looking back on it, like that would, it didn't work. Just that's not how I, my body works. I need to be working pretty hard every day, running a lot of miles and so would you get in trouble running too fast on easy days or was that that was not a big so it's thing. not with mike it was yeah. with the guys so if you're running too quick the guys are but mike did he yeah. set that tone no like, no, no easy is easy don't no. you know try and prove anything on an easy run no 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 so it's never like but like even then like i don't like race like my easy runs now it's just better quality okay yeah so it's like a lot of uh i mean these guys yeah it's like someone run like nine minute pace and I'm like, wow, how am I going to get anything out of running eight thirty nine nine minute pace? Like, <laughs> we had the opposite in college. It was like, if you were dragging or, you know, going really slowly on easy day, it was, yeah. you were slacking off. Yeah. Know? Even right up to the coach. Really? It was kind of like, yeah. what, you know, what's going on? You're, yeah. you need to show, set an example. Yeah. And, and I'm, I thought I was, I was trying to recover. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like yeah I trying need, to do your best. Yeah. I needed to, yeah. I needed to run that slowly. Um, but so it sounds like you guys as a team, um, and maybe that's a big part of your success too, because I, yeah. I see most teams, most athletes that we work with on VDOT or, um, you know, they seem to overrun easy days. Yeah. But you do like to run them a little faster. Yeah. And it's really like, I'm not like doing anything crazy. Like, I know you're keeping the effort. Yeah. It's just a it moderate. Be. It's like, yeah. yeah, like it's not too easy. It's not too hard. Okay. Like, I think. There is like, there's a balance. Like yeah. obviously, you don't want to be going and running. But you like, don't feel like the team pulled you into a position where you were probably running too hard on the the quality days. No, if anything, I was pushing people, other people too hard. You like, were the I one. would push it. Yeah, I was. I and do you know. feel like it's the same by yourself, or do you feel like now you're maybe not training too hard? Yeah, you're running the right effort and workouts because you don't have the group. Where you're getting fired up, maybe, and trying to prove prove something out there. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. I just uh, okay. I think I just get into a, a rhythm, and then yeah, like I've done a couple workouts with the NAU guys, and it's been fine. Like okay. there's not been a problem. Yeah, I think it's just been like a maturity thing, and just figuring out okay my own go. personal ownership of it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. So then, what else? Because I want to talk about this <laughs> dramatic improvement we yeah we let off the, yeah. the show with just. Holy cow, 101.46. And, you know, in college you ran, we said 14.14 for 5K, 30.04 for, for 10K. Mm-hmm. And you just exploded in such a short period of time. We've talked about iron yeah, as probably a factor, yeah. maturity. Yeah. Um, you're still training with the same coach, the same environment. Yeah. What else in such a short period of time do you feel like as a contributor, do you feel like we've sort of checked the, the boxes? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if this is like, I mean, I don't think like a lot of people would necessarily give this the credit it's due, but uh, I mean, I started dating a girl during last track season and uh, she's not a runner. She doesn't, she knows nothing about running. Yeah. So when I'm with her, like if I say something about running, she just kind of like blows it off. I love and it. Like, and I, the, that's just like helped me like kind of manage my emotions about running a ton and like she's like really put in perspective like every time i'm like talking about being stressed for the trials she's like are you racing this weekend what's this yeah. weekend is there something important yeah and i'm like oh yeah i guess not maybe <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that's awesome i love yeah. that that team dynamic there yeah. um i mean there's clearly so many examples of running couples and running you know yeah. couple superstars yeah. out there yeah um Oh, I would I've lose never my understood. mind. I'd lose my mind if I dated a runner. Yeah, They're I've never crazy. understood. It's Runners too much. Are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much for me. So yeah. I, my wife's, you know, yoga teacher and um, yeah. the opposite of a runner. Yeah, it's flexible and level-headed, probably. <laughs> 
Wow. Okay, I agree. Yeah. Um, so yeah. this is cool. I like this. So this is a yeah. interest. I'm glad that you you recognize that as helpful and sort yeah. of it provides that balance maybe that you need definitely, um, definitely. at this point. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, awesome, man. So you you know since you've been tearing it up here on the roads and improving as an athlete, um, you were an exercise scientist. Yeah. Technically, that's what you went to school for, right? At yeah, NAU? exercise science, yeah. 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 And how did you get into that? Um, yeah. And talk a little bit about how that informs, obviously, some yeah. of the coach. You're doing a little bit of coaching now yeah. in addition. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I originally wanted to be a physical therapist, and that was, like, another big reason, like, I, like, decided NAU was going to be the in-state school I looked at. And so we have, like, a next-to-none uh, physical therapy program, Uh and so I was like, oh, if I go get undergrad, get in like the know with all these uh, professors, like I could make it into this program. It's one of the most affordable in the country and it's like an incredible physical therapy. So I was like, okay, uh, exercise science, that's the degree. That's like what they recommend you do uh, through the school if you wanna be a physical therapist. Yep. And so my freshman year I went in, I took physical therapy, or I did all the exercise science stuff and I was like, I don't know if I wanna do this. So then I switched degrees three times, I went to uh, uh, computer science for a semester, business for a semester, and then I was like, now I'm going back to exercise science because it makes the most sense. I want to be a coach now. It'd be good to like know the physiology of like what humans go through when they're exercising, and to have like a better idea of like what's going on in the body. Um, and so, I think a perfect example of like how I like use that to inform my training and coaching is a. Uh, like uh, you look at like the Jack Daniels system and you've got threshold, you've yeah. got VO2, you've got R. And so those are all three very different systems. Uh, like with uh, threshold, you're working uh, like lactate, you're, you're turning over lactate just quicker than you are uh, like producing it. And mm -hmm. then VO2 is you're producing a lot more lactate. And so you're like learning to like run with lactate. And then R is about run economy, which is like your uh, like I guess your kinesiology, so your body's actual like movement. And so like you're becoming more physically efficient. And so I think like understanding it and understanding why you're doing certain things yep. helps a lot with like, like getting yourself through the workout. Cause if you're like just doing workouts and you have no clue why you're doing them, uh, then it just seems like, it seems silly. Like you're like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand like what's, what's the purpose of this. And I, so I think like, being informed and like being able to ask your coach, hey, like, why are we doing this? Like, what does it do? I think that's like so important. Like, you should have like a, a understanding of like what's going on, like why you're doing certain work. Yeah, no, understanding the purpose. Jack obviously always talks about that, and you yeah. see so many athletes when they don't understand the purpose, they start questioning. Yeah, you know why they're doing yeah. certain things. It leads to you know that neg the negative thoughts around yeah. the questioning. Um, so do you feel like it also helps, you talked about understanding what's happening in the body. Do you feel like that's been helpful in terms of accuracy of training? Mm -hmm. So maybe you're, as a result of your education, um, maybe you're getting a little bit more benefit physiologically out mm -hmm. of each workout than someone yeah. else might because they're just going out and yeah. hammering. You yeah, know? I mean, so I think like a big thing is like learning how to like feel out those efforts. Yeah. Like some people like they go, they put on like a, a heart monitor and they're like, they do it so scientifically, but like that's like not a very good way to do it because people's heart values like differ so greatly. Mm -hmm. Like it's, what's important is learning the uh, like efforts and how that should feel. Like, like threshold, like it should be hard and like you should want to stop, but it, you can just keep doing it forever yeah. and so like i think like a lot of people don't realize like it's like really important to understand like what that effort should feel like more yeah. than anything else yeah so do you feel like um so the athletes you work with it must be fun to try and pass that on transfer some of that yeah that knowledge to them um and you're coaching some athletes on vdot today am, right yeah 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 um so i want to read your tagline on your profile Absolutely. page yeah. And we'll close a little bit with your philosophy. Okay. Um, and before enlightenment, chop wood. 
carry water after enlightenment chop wood carry water so speak to that a little bit yeah so it's uh the main idea is that there is a there's a like like a a a reason to the madness like you need to be able to do the basics for you to be able to do like the big things and even though you like have a breakthrough or maybe you don't maybe you have a, a little uh a falling falling backwards like because not every race is going to go perfect or not every workout is going to go perfect like you still need to be having you should still need to be doing the work and you still need to be putting in the efforts consistently to be able to uh like continue to get better and better and so like let's say you have a uh just a fun hobby jogger who's like trying to run a good 5k Mm -hmm. well their training really shouldn't look all that different than the olympian super god like uh like there really isn't that you're working the same systems like there Mm -hmm. isn't like maybe one person's running slower than the other but there's the same blocks of like what that person needs to do to improve their running and consistently improve their running and so i think it's just a it's important to acknowledge that like just because you become a great runner or maybe you never do uh you can be doing the exact same workouts as another person that's cool yeah awesome man hey tomorrow we are your biggest fans we're going to be screaming for you appreciate stay it. locked in stay in the zone yeah um we wish you the best of luck thank you very and, much uh, many more to come you're you're a young athlete um and we appreciate uh sharing some time with us today thank you for having me on awesome fun thanks harvey good luck with you i've been over here